Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome to the podcast here with Scott and myself. Really, this is an opportunity. So much of RxR is about thought leadership. We spend lots of time really thinking through what we do in a very deliberate way. And Scott has always been a leader of this, in particular his white paper. And so we figured let's take a couple minutes every day to really understand what's in that white paper, what went into the white paper, and what are some of the things that we should be thinking about in our own jobs to do them better and do them more thoughtful. So, Scott, thanks for joining us. I know you're incredibly busy, and thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Charlie, and never too busy for uh, spending time with you and talking to the RxR team. Thank you. So, I want to start with this white paper. It comes out every single year. Before I even get into what's in the white paper, which I think everyone should be reading and talking about and digesting, tell us a little bit about why you write a white paper. I mean, there are very few CEOs now that spend the time writing this level of thought. Where did it come from? Why do you spend so much time on it? Yeah. So first, it's, it's a. It was while I used to, in the beginning, I would scribe this. It, it had always been a collective process, and now we actually formally have it where there's a little white paper committee because we wanted to make sure it's comprehensive enough. But this goes back to when, right when we started RxR, and we wanted to be able to take a step back, drown out all the noise of the market because we had just sold our company at the top of the market, and at the time when we were doing that. The, you know, the market was keep, kept rising and our shareholders and investors at the time were questioning why we sold, right? So we really had to be, you know, disciplined and, you know, sort of look with some level of clarity as to what we saw in the market and not listening to the overall market expectations. Otherwise, we wouldn't have sold. Mm-hmm. And so as we were forming RxR, the premise was if we, you know, at, at least once a year took a step back, looked what was happening from a macro perspective. Uh, what was happening in the ground and the markets in which we were doing business, in the communities in which we were operating, with our customers, with our vendors, speaking to as many people as possible to try to get a real pulse hmm. as to where things are and where things are going, and then take the time to put down on paper that foundational you know, perspective and some strategy or strategic adjustments to you know, our growth plans or how we're operating our buildings or our business based on those views. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I think it's enabled us to do over these years, it's given us the ability to lead where the markets are going, to sort of identify the trends ahead of those trends becoming a reality and being very thoughtful about developing a strategic plan about how we were going to capitalize on those trends and having conviction around that, while they may not necessarily have been popular more broadly in the industry when we had developed those, those thoughts. At the same time, it gives us the discipline to, as things, opportunities come into our house, our shop, not becoming obsessed with them if they're not consistent with the view in our white paper, which is just as important in terms of the loss of opportunity cost and being distracted and being versus focusing on the opportunities that are consistent with that white paper. And that's something that right. was very big. And then the third piece was it gave us the ability on, to reflect back as the year went on to say, this is what we thought was going to happen. And this is what's happening. And so now let's recalibrate for that new reality and adjust our strategy to reflect what's happening. Yeah. It's an incredible lesson, I think, for everybody in leadership, which is I would think when you start a new company that if you didn't do this, you would have gotten into a pace of whack-a-mole and a never-ending pace. I would bet your calendar fills up on its own to stop and to put in times to be thinking forward, to be deliberate and to be thoughtful 
for many of us, feels like I don't have time for that. I'd love it's a luxury, but you made it a necessity. And it feels to me that it becomes the critical piece of your success in terms of how to go forward. I think it's, it's that's right. I think that, and you bring up a good point about leadership and management at every level, right? Which is that you need to be disciplined. And in that discipline, part of it is, is setting aside time to study, to think, to invest in yourself and your strategy, not necessarily just doing the task that's right in front of you. Yeah. And that that is the hardest one to do because you're really only incumbent upon yourself to have to get that done. It's not like someone's expecting, you know, an invoice to be sent out or a deal to close or a lease to be signed. Uh, right. You know, it's, it, this is something that you need to, as a team, have to force yourself to do it. And it, and it is, it's not, it's not easy, right? And, I, you know, we take that time of year and, you know, I dedicate a lot of weekend and nighttime to thinking about it and the team does as well. And then we dedicate for the committee, the subcommittee that's a working group, you know, a, a specific time on the calendar every week where we come together to see where we are. And there's a lot of work going into that. And so, but it has become part of our ethos yeah. as a firm now. And, you know, going from when we first started to reinvest in New York in 2009 to going to the West Side and Midtown South when other people weren't going there, or our whole transit-oriented development, or, you know, one white paper was RxR 2.0, where we developed our whole digital uh-huh. transformation strategy, our national strategy through the pandemic. I mean, you know, there's all these different moments in time that you see, you go back and look that we, you know, we're thoughtful on that. And the other thing with the white paper that's interesting is while we identify the trend and the strategy, sometimes it takes a period of time before the actual opportunity intersects with that strategy, right? right? So we said, you know, we may say we want to start, you know, expanding nationally on multifamily, but until the opportunity manifest, it's really a concept, or we were going to invest mm-hmm. in Midtown South, until the opportunities there, you know, we're not, the, the opportunities are not what drives the, you know, drives with the white paper. The white paper is more driven about the concept, and then they got to intersect. But it also, by thinking it through, it gives us the ability, as we speak to our stakeholders, to share that narrative, to share our thinking in advance of coming to them with an opportunity, so that by time there is an opportunity that meets that thinking, they've been, you know, well briefed about why we think this is a good opportunity. And it's yeah. not something that we're just, you know, that's just coming out of nowhere. It's something they knew that yeah. we were aiming to achieve. Yeah, this is, this is filled with leadership lessons for those that are listening here. And I think it's so critical that we're doing this because gleaning from you in a way for all of us that are listening that are wannabe leaders, there's a lot of wisdom here that I want to just bring out for a second, right? This idea of taking the time to think taking the time, making the time, even if it's nights and weekends, but making the time to be deliberate in what you're planning on doing, because you'll never get that otherwise. And you'll never be able to sort of see around the bend because your day will never let you see around the bend because your day is always here. You have to always pause and say, wait, I have to think and read and taking the time to read and to be in this space. But I want to delve into something in specific. You know, it's a concept called a mental schema, which is what you see in many cases is what you already believe. And what you're doing in a really cool way is by doing this work, you're actually priming yourself to see the opportunities that other people see too. But because they haven't taken the time to see where the market's going, they're too busy focusing on today. When those opportunities come their way, their brain, their mind doesn't know to recognize them as opportunities. 
which I'm sure, and I know because I've been here for enough to know that sometimes you do things that people think you're crazy until they think you're a genius, right? It's always like that because how did you know? Well, you thought about it. We spent that time. And I think it applies at your level and at everyone's level here in the company. I mean, taking the time to study, taking the time to think about your own department, your own group, it, that's what's going to allow you to be ahead of the curve, whether it's a massive market shift or using a technology tool or using an AI tool or, or restructuring a group or whatever the things are that each person in the company does. If they're not taking the time to see themselves as, as leaders, they're not going to see around the bend and they're not going to prime their mind for the opportunities in front of them. Right. Well, and I, and I, that's very true. And I think the, the other way to think about this also is, you know, for your own development or whether it's your company, your department, or you personally, you're taking the time to write down what you're thinking about. So if it's an individual, what are my personal goals? What's my aspirations? Where am I? What are my challenges? You know, and I think by That's writing That's these concepts down and, 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 and identifying issues, then you're more apt to address those issues. You're more apt to follow that path. And if you're just thinking of them, you don't think to write them down, they don't become as concrete. And, and so it's easier yeah. to go off path, right? Yeah. When you actually take the time to think about it and write it down, it's something that, uh, you know, you're more likely to follow. And so that's, yeah. you know, even on, as we think through, you know, people writing their, their quarterly goals, their annual goals, you know, that, that, that's that moment in time about, yeah. about you know, that's their white paper, right? Yeah. Where do I want to be? How do I got to get there? What do I need to do? Uh, you know, who should I be uh, speaking with, learning from? What are the new, you know, either models or approaches to things that I would should think about differently than I have in the past? What right. were some of the lessons I learned in the last year? Right. That's great. And the ability to write and to reflect allows you to see even how your thinking is going. Many times you see that you were wrong or you were right. And now having that confidence or having that introspection is critical. Right. Um, well, you know, as we've spoken about before, right? I write in a journal every day. And uh, for those who haven't had this conversation, right, I mean, I get up first thing in the morning and I sit in was, was my dad's chair. I read last year's journal entry. Oh, wow. And then from reading last year's journal entry, I write this year's journal entry. And I read last year's journal entry to get some perspective as to you know, where was I reflecting on what was I concerned about and where to go, right? Mm -hmm. What happened? What was I writing about? What was that outcome? What was I so nervous about? Should I have been nervous about it? Did I identify something that I was concerned that I ignored that I shouldn't have ignored, right? Yeah. Um, was there something that, that did uh, went well at that time, but maybe had turned the other way or the opposite, right? Didn't right. go well and then turn well. So, and then I, when I write, I sort of try to freeform, you know, I don't, I let, and some days, you know, my mind goes deep in a topic and some days it's shallow, but it's the consistency of doing it every day because you never know which day is going to bring out that, those yeah. insights. Yeah, it's great to hear how many of us get up right away to the emails and how that's, that's a bad practice and we think we have to do it. And then when you hear the CEO says, wait, whoa, 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 don't start that way. I start this way. I think it's important for everyone listening to say, wait, let's rethink our morning routine. Right. And for many of us, don't go into that email immediately. Get into the level of introspecting and the reflecting and writing because it, it deepens your thinking. Right. One, I think that's, you know, listen to you, the, the couple of themes that you've hit in this discussion, right, which play through this, right? But the, it is about a lot of people are always feeling that they have no time. And the reality is you're, you know, you're not a prisoner of your schedule. You can make that time, right? It's right. just, it's a question of having the discipline. And then that investment of using that time in a way that is foundation building will then create much more productivity exactly. and much more success later, right? right. So you got to think of it as an investment 
and a commitment and worthy of carving out task time. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Thank you, Scott. 